Are you ready? Because it's time. The Sunshine Happy Pants Hour is on the air. Featuring the jack of all trades and master of none, Joel. Does anyone else smell fried chicken?
Couldn't have picked a shorter podcast name. That's like a mouthful right there. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Sunshine Happy Pants Hour, episode 154. I am your host, Joel, and I apologize in advance. I seem to have gotten some sort of a ouch in my mouth, and it's making it a little hard to talk, so if I slur or uh, have a bit of an impediment, I apologize. Uh, I already can tell that I'm a little bit uh, in the mic there. But anyway, uh, welcome if you're new to the show. It's a good show to start with, lots of good music, and hopefully some good topics to kind of round things out. But uh, this is my six-song musical mixtape full of music and musings, uh, my solo podcast, as it were. I do several other shows. We'll talk about those in just a minute. But uh, if you'd like to find me, you can find me on Facebook.com. Just look up Joel Happy Pants Hour. That's K-P-A-N-T-S. You can also shoot me an email at joelhappypants at gmail.com, or you can find me on Twitter at joelhappypants. This show is available through iTunes, Stitcher, TalkShoe, and now available through poddirectory.com. So check us out in any one of those locations. Uh, greatly appreciated. I do another show with Mike, Pat, and Josh called 40 Going on 14. It is my uh, nostalgia cast where we talk about things then and now. Uh, this week's episode was all about the man, the myth, the legend, the chin, Bruce Campbell. With the upcoming Ash vs. Evil Dead show that's about to kick, uh, kick off, we decided to do a show in honor of the man. So you can check that out at 40go14.com, iTunes, Stitcher, TalkShoe, Blueberry, and the Musings of a Geek Podcast Network, as well as streaming Saturdays at noon on Geek Life Radio. Uh, also find us on Facebook, just look up 40 Going on 14, or send us an email at 40 go 14 at gmail.com, or uh, voicemail 708 now wrap that's 708-669-9727, and on Twitter at 40go14. Uh, I knew do another show called The Coffin Joe Cast with Killer Wilbur, uh, my brother from another mother over there in Australia. Uh, this week we had on the ever- effervescent john from undercover unitards was a really good show uh you can find that on itunes talks to libsyn and stitcher uh send us an email at coffinjoecast at gmail.com or find us on facebook just look up the coffin joe cast or uh, voicemail 661-434-5956 at 661-434-kwjo um i used to do a show called obviously oblivious maybe someday it'll be back but in the meantime if you'd like to check out the archives uh, you can find those on all your favorite podcast directories, as well as at obviouslyoblivious.com. I do uh, write for the CreeperCast, which is an all-horror podcast and website. Uh, the show is done by Jason and Jeff uh, and Mike, but uh, the uh, website uh, is full of all sorts of good stuff, as well as the Facebook page. And there I write uh, my Saturday flashback review, which is usually old reviews that I've uh, previously posted, and or movies that uh, are from the old days, the 80s, as it were. Um, there's uh, currently a top 13 uh, best zombie movies you've never seen list. Uh, part 3 just came out, which features China. You can uh, check that out. I also do uh, articles and other stuff, independent film review, which uh, there should be a review of The Gallows going up today, which I just saw recently, and that one's coming out soon. So check that out. Uh, Creepercast.com, uh, Facebook. And then listen to the podcast. I'm not on it, but it's a good show. If you like horror, then it's it's definitely something you want to start paying attention to. Um, all the music tonight was provided to us by our featured band, The Early November. Uh, we played them before on the show a couple times, and that's a personal favorite of mine. But the new album, Imbue, came out not too long ago, and the whole thing is phenomenal. So I picked uh, six songs off there that seemed appropriate for the show and the theme tonight. So... Uh, check those out if you like what you hear. They've got a whole catalog of stuff, so go buy everything they've done because they're a brilliant band. Uh, if you'd like to check out my blog, you can find that at a momentary lapse with joel.blogspot.com. All my old movie reviews that uh, get filtered over to the Creepercast are there, as well as some occasional new stuff. Plus, it's the first place that's available. Um, well, first place that notifies you when the show is available, as well as has uh, several ways to stream it live through the internet if you don't want to download it. Also, last but not least, uh, I did used to do an online comic called Gregory the Really Angry Robot. You can find that on Facebook now. That's a home away from home for that. Just look up Gregory the Really Angry Robot and you can locate it. And um, that's pretty much it, I think, as far as kind of bringing it up to speed with me. Uh, the first song we heard tonight was called Narrow Mouth. It's by the early November. And I've put these in order uh, kind of to match with the topics but I've also put them in order based on the way that they appear on the album. So they're not, you know, there's 11 songs and it's not, these aren't the first six songs on the album. But I put them in order in terms of 
how they appear chronologically on the album itself. Chronologically, is that the right word here? Numerically, that's the word. Anyway, uh, the next song is called Magnolia, and uh, again, it's by the early November, and we'll be back in just a few. Every song on there is a little different from the last, and every song on there is good. Great songwriting all the way around. So uh, if you like it, like I said, check out what uh, is available. They've got a, a pretty good-sized catalog at this point. Uh, they're not brand new to the music scene or anything, and all of it is good. So anyway, uh, the first thing I wanted to talk about tonight is something that uh, I kind of made a realization in the past couple years that um, uh, you know I've always been a fan of SpongeBob in terms of watching the show. I- I've always found it to be slightly absurd, but always has a, a good message and is very positive in a lot of ways. And in my mind, I've defined uh, SpongeBob as the eternal optimist, because no matter how grave the situation or how bad things get, he always seems to have a positive outlook. And even if he kind of stumbles and stutters for a little bit and falls into that trap that we all do, where kind of gets sad or down or depressed, he always comes back and brings up those around him. He's always to me, like I said, the eternal optimist. So 
in real life, <laughs> you know, life is not a cartoon. Um, how do you have that sort of an attitude? And I, like I said, I kind of like to think of myself that way. And sometimes I think people find me annoying because of that fact that um, I try to remain optimistic and even the uh, the more dire situations. But, you know, the fact is, is that I've I've been the other guy. I've lived a life where uh, falling into the traps of being negative and pessimistic and thinking there's nothing good out there under the sun and, and becoming depressed and all the other things that go along with that. And it just, it doesn't get you anywhere. It doesn't satisfy anything. It doesn't make you any better. Uh, it just makes things worse. And, you know, uh, as Soul Asylum once said, nothing draws a crowd like a crowd. And if you become pessimistic and hateful and sad and depressed, you just start to pull those like-minded people into you. And soon you're surrounded by people that are feeding into that negativity. And eventually you all become a mob of very sad, depressed, angry people. And next thing you know, you've started a band um, and you've got a hit record that only a certain group of people will listen to that wear a lot of black. But that kind of took that in a weird direction. But anyway, you know, it, it came to me at some point that no matter how bad things got there, there's there's a bottom. There's a point that you're going to hit and things are going to go the other way. And I'm a firm believer in karma and that, you know, everything you put out there, you get back. And that no matter what you do, eventually things get better. I found that to be true over and over again. And, and I've had to take my life set it at zero and start over several times and it's it's always bounced back and I won't always say that it's gotten better than it was previously but it always has become um you know as good if not better so I think that's part of the reason why I try to remain optimistic is that I know that no matter what comes it's a short term it's like if uh, you know on my job I, I talk on the phone and if I talk to somebody that's negative you know that's a however long it is eight ten minute call that I have to try and flip them around and bring them to my optimism and to bring them up and turn around whatever they're dealing with. Or if not, make an attempt. If it doesn't work, well, that's 10 minutes of uh, you know negativity that you deal with. You turn around, you take time to regroup, and I don't always... I don't always come back the quickest. I'm not the per first person to, to recoup after, um, you know, I'm put in a situation where everything kind of gets uh, sad, depressive, negative. It takes me a little while to kind of come back around, but I do always come back around. And um, I don't believe in holding grudges. I don't, you know, there's, there's so many things out there that I see on a daily basis just across the board everywhere that it just, it surprises me because... I mean, where does it ever get you? I mean, I've, you know, see people in this life that are, you know, spend their whole lives being hateful and it, look at the Westboro Baptist church, for example. I mean, where does that get you ultimately? It doesn't, it just makes you more hated and belittled and segmented and separate from the rest of the world. Um, whereas, you know, people maybe don't want you to be super optimistic, you know, guy that sits around and sings zippity doo all day long and and you know tries to get people to join their weird happiness cult it's just somebody that you know keeps a positive spin and tries to keep things upbeat and makes people feel happy and you know tells a joke or or helps out with carrying groceries in or i don't know just little things like i've always you know preached on this show that turn into big ones and you don't have to be super happy guy all the time you just have to remain positive and, and think that no matter what happens, even if, you know, you're having money troubles or the bills are piling up or uh, you break a hand. I don't know. I'm just trying to think of weird examples. It's always going to get better at some point. And even if it gets worse, if as long as you keep that attitude, eventually it's going to get better. And maybe being like SpongeBob isn't for everybody. But for me, it's the way that I like to kind of manage things and keep that hope alive that no matter what, eventually it's going to turn around. And if that means I'm a big yellow sponge with two buck teeth, then so be it. I grew up that way. I've always been that way. And I'm going to try and stay that way. And that's more of a appearance thing. Anyway, let's go ahead and jump into the next song, which I thought was oddly appropriate and happened to be the third song in uh, numerical order in the list of tracks that I was going to play this week. It's called The Negatives by the Early November. And we'll be back in just a few. With every word of my perpetual definition I'm starting to think with enough time I just might get it Been through the tolls, got my change and look back swinging 
by the early November and see what I mean it just ties in nicely with what I was talking about so the next thing I wanted to kind of touch on is um, a friend of mine I saw on Facebook had posted about uh, her daughter who has special needs and how her daughter is just very connected to music and through that uh, connectivity you know she can see just kind of these changes and see how joyful and happy certain things make her or how certain songs kind of can bring her down and, and just the, the reaction that comes with listening to a song on, on a set of headphones or on hi-fi or in, in the car, wherever it is. And, you know, it made me start to think. And I think that's part of the reason why I do this show is because I feel the same way. I feel very connected to music in a, a way that I think everybody is to some extent. But I think some people kind of are more so, um, they're more in tune with it, they're more uh, connected is the only word I can think of really to describe it. But it's something where you hear a song and it, it, it ignites something in you. It triggers a memory or it triggers a feeling, it triggers a sensation, it triggers an emotion, uh, it, it pumps you up, it brings you down. There's something about it that is just... The only other thing that I can really relate to that kind of trigger has some of the same triggers is is smell, which is one of the most, I mean, it's been scientifically proven that it's one of the most uh, strongest memory triggers that are out there. And I think that music kind of has that same power because if you are, I don't know, let's say you're doing your taxes and all of a sudden a song came on that was the song that was on your uh, played at your high school dance when you kissed your best girl for the first time. And all of a sudden you're transported 20, 30 years back to that exact moment and everything around you just kind of falls away and you're back in that that exact precise moment in time or you hear that song that you heard with your best friend the first time you ever drove a car with someone else in it and your parent wasn't there with you 
or the time that you, um, I don't know, were taking your first flight and you had your headset on, you were listening to a Smashing Pumpkins song as the plane took off, and after that time, you listened to that same Smashing Pumpkins song every single time you were in a plane that took off. Yeah, that's me. I did that. Um, <laughs> they don't really let you do that anymore because they don't want you to have uh, electronic devices on when the plane is uh, taken off or landing. But back in the day, I used to put my disc man on and listen to Drown by Smashing Pumpkins whenever the plane would lift off. And that was my thing. Um, but anyway, the point is, I mean, feeling that connected to something is an amazing thing. And music is one of the few things on this planet that has that power. Now, I'm a firm believer that film can or does have that same ability because it's not unlike a song whereas a song is encapsulated in three to five minutes of time when you hit those certain uh, bridges or choruses or you hear that certain guitar solo or that I don't know whatever they're playing on the song and all of a sudden you know whatever it is that that is inside you gets fired up and triggered and and uh, ignited it's the same thing with a movie. It can have that same effect. If it's something you're very familiar with, you've seen over and over again, and you get to that certain spot where the hero saves the girl from the bad guy, or uh, the girl saves the hero from the bad guy, or uh, two of your favorite characters ever written for the big screen kiss, or I don't know. There's any any number of scenarios. It can kind of, at least for me anyway, have that same effect as a, a good song does, where all of a sudden you're like, oh, wow, I'm back to this place where I didn't think I would ever be again. And that for that exact reason, um, sometimes I will avoid watching my favorite movies too often. Some of them I've only seen a, a, a handful of times because I don't want to lose that specific sensation or emotion that comes with that particular film. And I can count on my hand probably the, the number of films that kind of fall into that category, but... There are some that exist where, you know, it was such a pivotal point in time that when I've watched the movie again, I've been transported right back to there. And I don't want to wash that down or um, I don't want to dilute it at all. I want it to be just as strong. And it's it's hard because when you love something like that much and you want (laughs) to, you know, enjoy it periodically, um, it's it's difficult. But at the same time, it's like too much of a good thing is a bad thing. And I think with anything in this life, it's it's kind of the same way. If you listen to your favorite song too many times, eventually you're going to get sick of it. Or if you eat your favorite food too much, eventually you're going to get sick of it. Or you watch your favorite movie too many times, you're going to get sick of it. So there's a, a certain fine line you have to walk. But being connected to music, whether you are a child, an adult, or somebody that's on your deathbed and, and wants you know, a certain song to be played at your funeral as, as a last will and testament to kind of remind people who you were and to give them that feeling. It's uh, it's important. And I think, again, that's, like I said earlier on, that's kind of why I do this show, is that I feel that connection to music and I want to share it. I want other people to feel what I'm feeling. And I don't know that I always convey that in a way that, that it, it translates so that what I am trying to get across comes across to you. But I do my best, and I hope that things work out. And I I, I sincerely, deep down, hope that somewhere in the past 10 years that I've been podcasting, that one of the songs that I picked out that you've never heard before, you went out and bought, or you downloaded, or you listened to the show over and over again so you could just hear the one song. And you didn't have to listen to all of it, just the one song part. But um, And that became your favorite band, or that became one of your favorite songs, or that did something for you important at a time when you needed it because if that's the case then I've accomplished what I uh, kind of set out to do when I do this show so let's go ahead and jump into the next song it's called Cyanide by the early November and we'll be back in just a few Prove that I'm different I'm different 
cyanide by the early november and i'm telling you they just progressively get better uh if you remember from previous shows i played boxing timelines a couple times and uh that one is still i think probably my favorite song off the album but the whole album as a whole is just and that there was a double negative uh is is phenomenal from start to finish so go pick it up i am b u e i think that's imbue um and actually, the show art this week I meant to mention uh, is from And the Room Was Too Cold, which is another album of theirs. That was a cover from that album. And I just I like the imagery, kind of the 70s dirty uh, hotel with the girl standing in it for whatever reason. But anyway, uh, the last thing I wanted to talk about this week was something that, uh, I don't know, just kind of I saw, um, you know, one of those. I talked about how I've driven past uh, churches before and you'll see those signs where they have kind of this thought for the day or the week. And I, I came across one at some point. I'd written this down for a future show, um, but they the just said, what makes you special? And it seems like a really simple question. And especially when you're a kid and your mom, you know, somebody asks your mom or you ask your mom or, or uh, your mom tells you or your dad, uh, you know, you're special because of this. Or it can be used as a joke. It can be used as something serious. But in this case, I think what the intention was, you know, literally what what makes you feel like you are special or different or unique or what do you have to offer the rest of society because uh, you are not the same as everybody else or you have other special gifts perhaps but um, you know there's it's it's kind of an interesting thing to think about it gets to be a bit of a, a philosophical and kind of a deep thing because uh, in this life there are probably tons of other people that are just like you and I, I don't mean that like they're identical I just mean you know, maybe they have similar, you know, lives. Maybe they have families or they have pets or they have, you know, uh, cats or they've got rocking chairs or they've got um, uh, addictions or they've got um, weight issues or they've got, I don't know, they've got a, a thing where they love to go to Pinterest on a daily basis and create weird arts and crafts. I mean, everybody's got somebody out there that's very similar to them. And they, you know, they say everybody's got a twin in this life. But, you know, when there's so many others like you, I mean, really, what does make you kind of special? Um, I mean, I think in reality, one of the things is, is, you know, trying to do what you do, but trying to do it better. Um, be the person that stands out because, you know, everybody can draw a picture or everybody can uh, write a song. That's not true. Um, <laughs> everybody can drive a car. Well, there's a lot of things that a lot of people can do. And one of the things to make you special maybe is to do them better. I don't know. Maybe it's the way you do it that, that makes you unique. Maybe it's it's not that you're the best at it. It's just the way that you come about it. 
It's like when I snap my fingers, I don't snap my fingers the same way as everybody else, but the end result is still the same. So, you know, that doesn't make make me special. It just is an example of, you know, doing something differently to make yourself stand out. Maybe that's more of what the, the definition of it should be. Um, but you know, there's, there's people out there that are, are better looking than, you know, what you feel you are. And maybe it's not that they're better looking. Maybe it's just that they're more confident. And is that what makes them special that they, that they're different because they have, you know, more comely features or that they grew up in a household that fostered confidence and athleticism that turned them into a specimen that makes them more physically attractive. Um, you know, I know that out there, there are people that are funnier than me. There's people that are smarter than me. There's people that are better podcasters than me. A lot of those, there's people that are, you know, more creative than I am. There's people that are, are better artists, singers, songwriters. Uh, there's just people that are better than me in general. Um, and how do you, how do you handle that? And for me, and it took me a long time to realize that, you know, first of all, I'm a jack of all trades kind of a master or none. I don't have one particular thing that I do better than anybody else. And I've never strived to focus on one thing to the point where I feel like I could make that kind of a boast. For me, it's just about doing the best I can with the things that I love to do. And if the end result people like, great. And if if I'm the only one who likes it, just as great. And it took me a long time to come to that realization, especially when I was at uh, the All Art Magnet High School. And I would see these other visual artists and these theater people and these musicians that were just leaps and bounds beyond me, just made me look like complete crap. But yet I auditioned and I got into the school just like they did because somebody saw something in what I did that was worthwhile. And that's kind of where I started to make the realization that, you know, everybody's an artist. We just all have a different style. And maybe you feel like because you can't draw a stick figure that you don't have an artistic bone in your body. But I don't feel that's the case. And, you know, like I said, I'd, I personally had to come to the realization that I do things differently than somebody else. So that doesn't mean that I'm not special and that I'm not as creative and I'm not as good an artist. It just means that I do things a little differently. And for whatever reason, it, it attracts certain people. Um, it's like, you know, singing. Not every vocalist is one that people like. I mean, if you like Christina Aguilera, then you may not like Eddie Vedder. Or if you like Eddie Vedder, you may not like Britney Spears. I mean, there's something out there for everybody. And does that make any one of those people any more or less of a, of a vocalist? No, not at all. It just means that their style appeals to someone else. And so that makes them special, that difference, that uniqueness. And I think that's where we all have to kind of draw from. And this kind of goes back to the first topic of, you know, being a SpongeBob, that, you know, you have to look at things from a certain perspective to really kind of get who you are, what you are, and make yourself feel like you have value and you're worthwhile. And I mean, really, what makes anybody special? We all come to this earth as a set of DNA and, and organs and, you know, we all come out of the same place. We all end up in the same kind of atmosphere. We all kind of have the same things growing up, the same growing pains, the same everything. I mean, we're all come into this life kind of with the same starting point. And as soon as the gun goes off at the starting line, it's a race to the finish line. And in that course of how many life, many years you have of life on this earth, it's up to you to um, decide what you want to do, what's important to you and how you're going to accomplish it. Some people have natural gifts that make them automatically become amazing at something in particular, but there's other people that have to work at it. And there's some people that that, uh, you know, goes away and some people that it never leaves them, but it doesn't make them any more or less than anyone else. We all have a purpose. We all have a reason for being here. We all have something to, to offer. And, uh, you know, by being pessimistic and looking down at other people, because maybe they don't do things the way that you do, it doesn't get you anywhere. And it doesn't create, um, a society that I really want to be a part of. Um, you know, I want everyone to feel like they have value and self-worth and that they belong in some some shape or format in this life and that they matter to someone else because everybody has a value. Everybody has a reason. Everybody has something to offer. And I will kind of end this haphazard, strange, weird segment by just kind of going back to the quote that my uh, great aunt wrote, great aunt wrote at the beginning of her book about um, her family member named Oscar, 
and I've talked about this before, um, there's a quote from him at the beginning of the book, and it says, everyone's life is interesting if known. And just by living and being who you are and getting from birth to death makes you special. So take that to the bank. The next song we're going to hear is called I Don't Care. It's by the early November. And just the opposite, I do care, sometimes too much. But uh, we'll be back in just a few. everybody uh for joining me that was i don't care by the early november and this has been episode 154 of the sunshine happy pants hour if you would like to find me find me on facebook just look up joel happy pants hour that's k-p-a-n-t-s or send me an email at joel happy pants at gmail.com 
or uh, you can find me on Twitter at Joel Happy Pants, and you can also find me on Facebook. Um, I already said that, so I'm repeating myself at this point. But uh, check out the show; it's on TalkShoe, Stitcher, iTunes, and Pod Directory. Uh, I also do some other shows: Forty Going On Fourteen, which is available through FortyGo14.com, iTunes, Stitcher, TalkShoe, Blueberry. Musings of a Geek Podcast Network and streaming Saturdays at noon on Geek Life Radio. You can also find us on Facebook. Uh, send us an email at 40go14 at gmail.com or voicemail 708 now wrap that's 708-669-9727. Uh, you can also find us on Twitter at 40go14. Check out the Coffin Joe cast, which is available through iTunes, TalkShoe, Libsyn, and Stitcher. Uh, send us an email at coffinjoecast at gmail.com, Facebook, the Coffin Joe cast, or voicemail 661-434-5956. That's 661-434-KWJO. And um, Obviously Oblivious, check out the archives on uh, obviouslyoblivious.com and all other podcasting directories. And last but not least, check out the CreeperCast. Look them up on Facebook at uh, just look up the CreeperCast, or go to CreeperCast.com. Check out my writing uh, stuff. I've got uh, my Saturday flashback reviews, my independent film reviews, my top ten list, my articles. Uh, they're all available through there, and I usually repost them on Facebook. So if you're friends with me there, you can also find them. And then check out the podcast with Jason, Jeff, and Mike. Um, it's a good show if you're into horror. It's uh, it's just a good time all the way around. Uh, all the music tonight was provided to us by the early November. Go buy everything they've ever done because I celebrate their entire catalog. Check out my blog at a momentary lapse with joel.blogspot.com if you want to find out when the show is available or stream it through the internets. That is a place to go and do so. Last but not least, if you uh, are on Facebook, want to check out my uh, defunct comic strip, just look up Gregory the Really Angry Robot and you can find uh, the archives. Over 100 issues of time-wasting stuff that you can dig into, and I don't think it's ever coming back, but yeah. So The last song after the outro seemed, again, eerily appropriate, and I did not choose the songs based on their meanings or how they fell numerically. I picked them because they're some of my favorite tracks off the album, and it just worked out nicely. So the last song after the outro is called Nothing Lasts Forever. It's by the early November and if there's anything you'd like to hear, talk about, uh, see, listen to again, uh, shoot me an email or um, voicemail or hit me up on Facebook. This is as much my show as it is yours, and I would love to have you participate as much as possible. So um, other than that, remember to be a SpongeBob because we need more SpongeBobs and Squidward. Love you guys. See you next week, kids. Oh, yeah. And you are special. I know. See? Who needs computers? If this is how the story ends, blackened hearts and bitter friends, broken bonds and busted ties, we have a love we have tonight We don't have to obey the trend Deny our hearts the bitter end Nothing has to change this time If we have to know Long enough to predict you Always must grow Try to let go